the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Get ready to kick up some dirt and mud because it's time for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl. SDORC is here to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. So whether it's bikes, buggies, trucks, or trikes, San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio brings you the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles and protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. Because together, everyone achieves more. Now, here is your host, Dave Stahl. Welcome to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. This brought to you by Imperial Valley Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Put their way out there on U.S. Highway 88 in El Centro. In fact, I'm going to use them Monday. My <laughs> cousin's daughter wants a two-door Jeep. Black, automatic, air conditioning, hard top. When can I get it? So we're going to throw that challenge out to... Uh, you know, I love my four-door, but at the same time, my two-door 97 YJ, the shorter wheelbase, it's so much nicer. It gets into so many other areas. It's little tiny Yeah, crevices. And, 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 and she's like 23, <sighs> 22, 23, 5 foot yeah. 10. This will be oh. perfect for her. She just yeah. wants to go bop. She lives in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. You know, she just, not that she wants to necessarily go off-road. Of course, I pitched, you know, the Lost Lizard. Of course. Of course. So anyway, we're going to be chatting about them. But also, if you're out in the desert, Alpha Site Logistics for all your needs when it comes to portable toilets, uh, hand wash stations, hand wash trailers, you know, shade trailers, you name it. Just call them 760-352-8383 or at Facebook at Alpha Site Logistics. So you guys had a fun couple days the other the other day. Did you Didn't get, we? Did you get wet? I did. Did you get wet? I did. Yes. I definitely got wet. A little wet? I was riding in the rain. I loved every minute of it. I was camping in the rain. I loved every minute of it on it the beach at, with the bonfire. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. It poured the, at Oceano. I want to hear about Oceano, uh, the cleanup, the people, yeah, yeah, the yeah. place. You were just there. Oh, yeah. Last weekend was my first time going to Pismo Beach, Oceano Dunes in a little over 15 years. Um, Yeah. But then my husband and I were talking. He hasn't been since he was almost eight, nine years old. He can't remember. So I think a little almost 35 years for him since he's been. But uh, it absolutely amazing. But at the same time, heartbreaking. Mm. Absolutely heartbreaking. Um, Saturday at the cleanup was... uh, uh, gorgeous 
it was a beautiful day. Couldn't ask for better weather. It was sunny and nice and we had um, no wind and um, I got to drive up and down the beach myself in my Jeep, which was, you know, epic. epic. I've never, yeah, I've never driven on a Jeep or, you know, on a beach before, aside from down in Mexico on a, on an ATV. You go sideways. You know, Um, no, no, I didn't do anything. Well, you can't write, it's 15 miles an hour on the whole beach. So you can't write dirt radio. Right in the sand, just kin <laughs> block status yeah, over here. We gotta, where I'm, come on, we gotta get you some training, throwing it down, we gotta get you breaking some, it exactly. We gotta get you some training. So, all right, no. so you got wow, I bet that was epic. I yes, mean, just yes, because yeah. you know, we talk about it. How many years now have we been talking about it? Uh, uh at least three, yeah, right. yeah. So, how was the 20. living cor- uh, conditions? Did you sleep on the sand? We slept on, I slept well on my cot on the sand, well, of course, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I did lay on the sand and I did play in the beach yeah. with the girls. And, and you listened to the ocean the whole night. Listen, oh, it was nothing like that. Yeah, There's nothing like yeah, you that. Can't. It's different because here, when you go down, like I, you can go down to Coronado yeah. or you go up to San Alejo right. or you know, whatever, it you're on the asphalt above the beach and you know you might have a dirt pad maybe but it's a man-made dirt pad that was put there for you it's not the the beach it's not the same and ten dollars a night literally the whole weekend for for three days on the beach was 37 dollars all together because there's so let me ask you this for the people who don't know can't see it when you think of a asphalt campground that you see like when you go down to the strand i think you can coronado mm-hmm. is it that type of camping at pismo on the sand do you have no. little slots or do you just you just pull up anywhere you want it does not matter you you pull in where you, just like at glamis just like out just, in okay. yeah and the imperial sand dunes doesn't matter where you are you pull in and set up and, and you park. get a pretty good decent little little living area well, whatever you bring to set up, you got to bring your own setup. However, so you you're going to do gotta it. Put the poles out there. And, well, we didn't have poles. What did you do? Rottweilers? No, I don't. Put them on a short leash. <laughs> Keep them out Stay of your. You know, if I had 19 area. Rottweilers, yeah, really, I've tried to find jobs. Okay, so all right, so. God, that just sounds really cool. It was absolutely amazing. Um, they uh, So Friends of Oceana Dunes welcomed right. us. Point Magoo 4x4 Club had right. a camp out, their camp out. So we camped with them, um, with Jared and Randy and Roy and Chris and just um, Paul and Stacia. Absolutely amazing club. Absolutely amazing people. They helped do the cookout and, and host the whole thing, put it on. Um well attended. Well attended. There was um, definitely over a hundred people that had shown up for it, okay. and that were out up. for the cleanup part of it. Um, and you know where you know where the trash is. That's that's there. Jeez, I couldn't where? imagine along the fence lines. <laughs> so it's not. There wasn't much on the beach, right. even though there was just a big storm surge and right. everything. There wasn't much to to. It was all. So, in so what the kind fence of trash lines. was that? Like, was it from campers or did it come from someone else? Yeah. I would say campers, windblown trash, just same as our deserts on our dunes right. here. It's the it's the windblown it trash that gets fence, out. Yeah, yeah. uh huh. Right. And you can't um, track it unless they write their name, address, phone number. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the the orange fencing, which I think is trash, was everywhere as well, and that was really devastating to <laughs> is, see. Is that that plastic you, stuff yeah. you get at Home Depot? Yeah. 
It's like what was it? They for? couldn't choose a better color. Like it's well, they they, well, like they could get black or brown. Or, so they've been installing this orange fencing for I don't know how long, but um, I want to say you know five six years that I think I've been aware of. You know where why? they're they're taking you know thirty yes, acres at a time, forty acres at a time, and they're installing these rows of this orange fencing, and it's supposed to be for the quote unquote dust mitigation, and it, and it and, reduces dust and blowing it out reduces of the area. The dust honestly not very well i i don't see how that concept you know driving by and seeing it and look at that con- I, that uh, i would like to see logically how does test. that i want to see a wind tunnel <laughs> test it'd well, be real easy to replicate because they had to do a wind there's, tunnel there's test. more than a wind tunnel test there was an actual and we've talked about Wait a minute. This. you know all about this stuff there yeah. there was a study by scripps institute of oceanography on the dust in Oceano Dunes, Pismo yes. area. Right. Yeah. And we've talked about it on the radio before. Yeah. So it came out a year or so ago, and it re- refuted the studies that the Air Pollution Control District did. Mm-hmm. It refuted it. The air pollution people said it was a lot of dust from off-road vehicles. Right. And um, the Scripps study said that out of all the particulate 14% of it is actually dust. Mm-hmm. The rest of it is water and salt. Yep. Wow. And the, out of that 14%, some of that is off-road vehicle uh, caused. Right. Some of the, We're not sure how much, but some of it. But at the same time, there was another study that also said that the uh, closure that happened in 2020, 2021, when they wouldn't allow anybody on the beach, oh, the, the dust COVID was cluster. worse off than when they allow us on the beach. Because sure. it's amazing. You you know, heavy, heavy vehicles on the mm-hmm. beach are packing it in, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing what, what that happens, right? The logic is Especially just not there. Especially when you have hundreds of thousands of people packing it in. Exactly. I just don't understand. No, no, so there you go th- thinking that you're supposed to think that they understand. Yeah, and then it was really sad because there was a group out um, with some state parks representatives, and it looked like it was a conservation group. And it was near the entrance where they allow camping because you can't camp right off the bat. It's you have to go down the beach about a mile to get mm-hmm. to where they allow the camping, and then that's between pool two and pool four um, is where they allow it right now. And um, or at least that's what they told me, but I guess that just got canceled and you can go all the way to six now. Um, but they, uh, I just lost my train of, of thought. <laughs> um, the, can we not, get it back after the commercial? Oh yeah, we have to take a quick commercial yeah. break anyway. But you don't remember what you're going to come back to. I do. Uh, we'll Oceana. work on it when I we do. get right back. This is, <laughs> hey, this is FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. <laughs> All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, this segment is brought to you by Fire and Ice Heating and Air. Well, yeah. I'll tell you, good family-owned operation, been Justin doing it forever. Justin and Kathy. Pardon? Yeah, you know Justin and Kathy, yeah. They've been to many SDORC meetings, helped cool. put on Lost Lizard Fun Runs, uh, Desert Safaris. That's awesome. So, hey, if you're into uh, looking for HVAC service at your home, then do us a favor and choose the folks that support this show and keeping the deserts open. Yep. That would be Fire and Ice, uh, Heating and Air. Call 1-800-400-FIRE, 1-800-400-FIRE, or just go to Fire and Ice 
vac.com. And Wayne Miller Tire. Wayne Miller Tire has expanded his horizons. He'll now take care of your whole vehicle bumper to bumper, not just sell you a set of tires. Uh, Audrey uses him religiously. She hasn't had any uh, stories lately. I know, I do. I actually do. I didn't I, see you last weekend. So two weeks ago, my Jetta tire blew out at 80 miles an hour on the freeway. And we just drove <laughs> it back. Another 110. It wasn't well, a I, problem. You mean, you know, it wasn't really blown out. So, And I was only a mile because I blew out. Like It was literally right in front of his I, shop on the 67. So you know, I pulled over and I checked it. And I was like, you know what? I can limp it off the freeway. So I limped it off the freeway and then checked it again. And then I actually just kind of limped it down to Wayne's. <laughs> oh. And they it's just came in and said, here she comes Skidding again. into his yeah. parking lot. But if you ever need anything tire-wise. Sm- smoking into his parking lot. Yeah. The, oh, tire, the tire was, you know, you could you it. could smell it. Yeah, her idea uh, creeping back was 70. Okay, instead <laughs> of Audrey's the normal it, speed it, limit. It was like eight. But So we were talking about Oceana Dunes. And by the way, yes. I have nine items I could... Talk I could, now, did you we, go up? Can, spe- can, did you go up there too? I didn't. No, I did other stuff. Went, yeah, oh, I, I went, went to Mojave too. Trails National Monument and I rode Beta motorcycles. Oh, and I a, had a ball. But, yeah. but but let's finish but we Oceano. Need to finish really Oceano, quick. yes, because yes. there's. What, what I was getting, what you were to getting to was um, the conservationists that were actually working with state parks to plant some more of the dunes while we were there on Saturday the twenty eighth to do the cleanup, right behind where we, you know, where we were camped at, which is a main entrance into the dunes, the, the you know the one area that you can ride at because they have fences everywhere, and then here you are on one of the main entrances in. They have you know another thirty acres fenced off that I posted pictures. Of, yeah, and there's like 30 people on this hillside and they're going through and they're just planting this beach grass or or you know which is not native to the dunes but they think it will help reduce the dust so right. yes i keep forgetting it's all about the it's dust. all about the dust and reducing wow. the dust so you know you've got state parks that's that's happy that they're taking away our riding area and you know they're proud of they, they have this, this completely different agenda yes then never mind the two million people that go there that want to go camping and off-roading and there's off-roading this, in a safe a sm- area there's a small but very powerful group of people that want to stop off-roading anywhere they can and they're yeah. knocking off acre by acre yeah. They're planning literally. stuff. It, well, it's, literally, it's, it seems like every month it's another 30 acres. It's not in it. my Be- backyard mentality. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, there was brand new they don't fencing. Like but there see, was a now brand new 45 see, acres that was just put in of, of, of about 20 rows of orange fencing. Right. I, I posted a picture of. And then there was, you know, this group where they had another 30 acres, you know. So two months ago, we lost 45 acres. Mm-hmm. And then here we are two months later, another 30 acres gone. It, it, I don't get. I don't understand their justification. So, uh, well, they, it's because they can. There was a. a I mean, I hate a to meeting say it about. No... Yeah. So there was a meeting about Oceano Dunes uh, that the state parks off highway vehicle commission put on, and it was called an ad hoc meeting. And I, I yeah. believe that means that it was for one specific purpose. Yeah, Tuesday and they were the just 24th. looking at. So it was the commission looking at Oceano Dunes, and the, and people from the public were going up. And the two of the hardest-hitting question-asking people were Jim Sudi and Jared McLeod. McLeod. McLeod, excuse me. Sorry, Jared. And they um, were asking questions. They started it about dust. They wanted to talk about dust, and they talked about that dust study 
that Scripps did? Well, a couple months ago, the peer review was completed on that study. So in science, when people come out with a study and it's something new and different and it changes the way we look at stuff, they want to make sure that that study is credible and accurate. So what they do is they have what they call a peer review. So scientists who are similar in statute to the ones who did the study will review the study and make sure that all the different steps were taken properly. Mm -hmm. So the study was peer reviewed and it was agreed upon. They said, yes, this is a good study. And that happened in October or November, a couple months ago. So when that study first came out, they said, well, it's not peer reviewed, so we don't need to listen to it. But now it's been peer reviewed. And so it's really a strong uh, study. It really makes a, a very potent uh, statement, argument. argument, that this whole dust thing at Oceana Dunes is not relevant. It's illegitimate. It's not legitimate. And I don't know what it's going to take. I, and I, I don't live up there. I don't. That's not my home thing. But I think Jim Sudi and friends of Oceana Dunes are going to really have something to say. Oh, they're not going to stop. They, they won't oh, no. stop. Thank goodness. But they, they, they went up. Jared and Jim went up and took turns asking questions, hard-hitting questions. And they really put those people on the spot. And it, it was almost uncomfortable watching it. And boy, those people from state parks were really uncomfortable. No answers and, to anything. No, no. And they, they had a they had the dust guy up on the up there, and they were giving him the questions. And he's like, "Oh, I'm going to have to research this." Blah 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 blah. So that guy was really nervous. Um, Probably new on the job, been there three days. Oh yeah, yeah. They threw <laughs> him to the where? wolves. Throw I'm him going to the where? Yeah, I live at the beach. So that. You can download that and you can watch that Zoom meeting right. um, because it was also a Zoom meeting and people in the public were also able to ask questions and there mm. were some heavy hitters there as well. Um, I believe on this one, surprisingly, I believe there was more pro off-road than negative. I agree. And, and really? that's the first because most of I these meetings, we have more opposition against us uh, that are attended and and shown. And it seems like that they allow through on the Zoom call um, than for hmm. what I've seen in the past anyway, because you have to, when you register for these Zoom calls, you have to say whether you're for, whether you're against, what you want, what your potential comments are going to be mm. so that they know well, what so they're they, going to expect from you. Right. So they know when right. they're clicking on you, whether you're going to come at them, you know, with some hard hitting <laughs> questions or not. They're also so, verifying who you are. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Because so, you know, anybody can say, I'm Audrey Mason. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, no, you know, so, no one else can be well, Audrey Mason. Be, oh, Audrey's say, one in a million. Yeah, I didn't say <laughs> B. <I said laughs> they can say. They can say. But, yeah. you know, no, it's. So this meeting went, I, I stuck it out for two hours. And when they, it, for two hours, they talked about dust. They also wanted to talk about habitat and, and some other stuff. And those were less uh, controversial. The dust was the big one. So I made it through the, the dust. And well, I, I could I go into up. the habitat part of it because it, this comes back to, and I said this, you know, three, three and a half, four years ago, I think even on radio that we've been doing this now. Habitat, they bring in part of the dust mitigation, these bales of straw 
and they lay down bales and bales and bales of straw and here they had a machine that was blowing it and and shooting the straw out right so all these straw particles are going out into the the air plus you're bringing all these bales of hay what do the bales of hay bring this is supposed to be for the snowy plover protective area it's right next to the preserve right but they're bringing in Mm -hmm. hundreds of bales of straw for dust mitigation what's in straw what lives in straw rats and mice what do rats and mice eat oh my god you're kidding no so you want rats and mice in there to go find the snowy plover eggs is that is that like taking old uh taking people who have you know the the virus to an old folks home (laughs) i don't know that's see that could be construed as bringing there's a term called take yeah. And when you disturb a, an endangered species yeah. in any way, that's referred to as take. And right. just the act of bringing uh, hay bales with potential uh, little critters like that could be construed as take. And right. maybe yeah. we should remind, like, talk well, to Jim Sooty about that. Would that make a good suit? But you know, see, but you that's, where, that that's where you find out the true meaning of what's going on. Yeah. They're so not, it's not really they doing what don't we think. care about those little flowy clover thingies. No, it's they just about less. It's all, all about. And by yeah. the way, the the birds are doing better right by Oceano Dunes than anywhere else in California coast. In, in Oceano Dunes, not even in the preserve, which right. is right next to it. They're doing better in Oceano Dunes than yeah. the the State Vehicular Park. Let me let me finish that statement. Then the the preserve, which is literally right next door. So. Um, we had our, I, you know, we take our dogs with us everywhere. So I had my mini Aussie and my mini Aussie just wanted to herd the birds. You know, he would never hurt them. He, he doesn't hurt a fly. He literally noses He's it and helps it. He's the guy. sweetest little thing. I'm like, you know, my husband goes, we're, we're talking about, he goes, why don't we just get some herding dogs to herd the snowy plovers back over into the preserve? Mm, <laughs> like, <nice. laughs> You'd no. be on the news. Be I know. I know. And the big <laughs> like, reason those big birds thing. are doing so well is is off road vehicle money is is being poured into the place to help those birds. Hundreds of thousands and, of our dollars to and, protect them. And if that place ever closes the off road vehicles, that money's going to dry up, and I think the birds are going to do a lot worse. So yeah. I think that's a backwards uh, step for those poor guys. Yeah, well, I know some big lawsuits are going to be heard in the next few months here, I believe. Next between month, I think we're going to March gonna is going to be the first one, and then April, and then May and June. Um, I know that, that Friends' is schedule's really busy. I, I was seeing if oh, they can come to boy. TDS, and they, you know, there's just too much on their plate right now with the lawsuits and what they have to do. So um, I'm really excited to see moving forward where we're going to end up at and how it's going to play out. Um, I really feel strongly um you know friends of oceana dunes has won the majority of their lawsuits and they have have very strong evidence um for for the disclosure of of what for the next coming lawsuits so i'm very excited my faith is with friends mm-hmm. and my money is with friends and you had a good SDORC time. just donated 5000 for the lawsuits we did a thing they did they thanked wow. us and did a big thing for me at at um Oceana Dunes last weekend so that was really nice and nice yeah um you know any every every little bit helps you know if you can donate you know i pay did you i think stay it's 20 dollars a month to be a member did you stay in the vip sandpit 
<laughs> I did with right. with Point Magoo four by four at the bonfire it was awesome. They know how to throw a bonfire on the beach, man. I bet it was awesome. And it was no pallets. No, absolutely no, not. Nope, burn. all wood. Nope, you'd have been standing. No, no. Nope, they got handy little magnet just waiting. Nope, they had some nice wood there though. You probably had some had a good time. It was great. Since since you hadn't been in how long? 15 years for me and 35 for my husband. Jeez, so that, yeah. did it change much? Uh, oh, drastically. It's so much smaller than uh-huh. what I remember it yeah. being. Oh, and it used to be so big. It's, yeah. it's just, Mild. it's really sad. When you were a kid? And it's a bunch of small, oh, yeah. you know, my husband's like, it's all small to medium dunes. There's no big dunes anymore because they take you out. You don't get to go back into their right. their little bigger section, which their big section is, you know, the small dunes and Klamath. Exactly. So, all right, let's but. take a quick break. You're listening to SDRC Dirt Radio. FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to SDORC Dirt Radio. FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. That was Audrey. She is back from someplace. And we got Ed, who's also back from someplace because we can't keep track of him. But first, PRMI Mortgage. If you ever get yourself in a situation and need somebody that knows what's going on in the world of mortgage, Chris Wiley is the man. 619-722-1303. He's been doing this for more years than I care to admit. So definitely, before you make a move, you give Chris a call, and he will give you all the advice you need to make the right decision. Also, SNS Off-Road Magazine. I think that today or this week was the last day that you can – Enter some photos. If you're into photos and you want to share your adventures out the desert, then you need to go to I w- think you have one more week. I think, I think it's usually the 10th. Yeah, I think. That's I think over. It, Today's the, what, the 5th? The 5th? Yeah, 5th. I think it's over, too. I think no, it, it ends about the 25th of the All month. All right, so do it. Go to. Oh. It ends near the end of the S-S-O-R-M-A-G month. S-S-O-R-M-A-G.com. Oh. The 15th is the next all your deadline. For- All right. That's Ed. He's talking on top of my commercials. Yeah. That's okay. That was a great commercial. We will have Ed send a check to Sherry for $3,482. Make sure it's in your good checking account. We, we can take it out of my fund for all the yeah, yeah, articles right. I sent her over the uh, years. Oh, touche, touche. <laughs> so uh, on last Saturday, I went to started in Barstow at some hotel there, and we a group of people who are on the Mojave Trails National Monument Advisory Group. We went out into the desert to look at some areas that we want to talk about how the area is going to be managed That's in the management the plan. Bureau of Land Management Desert oh, Advisory Council for the for the uh, Mojave Trails. Yeah, he only knows. So we're a, we're a, a Desert Advisory Council subgroup. Yes. So specific for the for Bureau this of area. Land Management District Thirty Seven. Would you ride out in? Uh, well, he had to take I, his van because he had to take his motorcycles, I, you know. I took my van. Oh, did they let you take the bike or was it a bike event? This was this was like a driving. I left my van in Barstow mm-hmm. and I got in with Randy uh, Bannis into his Jeep. And we we oh. had six vehicles and 12 people. Gotcha. And we we drove out. All we, capable we drove of off in different out. places and we'd stop and we'd stand around and we'd talk about why this is an interesting place within the management plan. And we went to an area called the Cades. That's a, a mountain range. And we drove up to this place. It had a, a very spectacular view. It was a, there, 
this is a really beautiful place, and I, I get. What state were you in? This was California. Okay, just double check. So it was about an hour uh, northeast of um, Barstow. Okay, and then we headed. And then we headed uh, south, uh, southeast. So we we turned right, and uh, the Mojave River was running. It was a trickle, but there was actually water flowing in the desert. That's we, pretty amazing. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And a, a guy who was a, a rock hound, um, he sort of led the way. And this is a guy that that collects rocks, minerals, and gems. And they and they know places. So we went to a place that has a lot of that stuff. And what they're going to do with those in the management plan is under contention right now, because the some people don't want to allow any collection. And other people want to be able to collect stuff. Well, yeah, I would be devastated. I mean, just if you go down to um, El Centro in the in Imperial, just past Tumco, Tumco has a, a geode area where literally uh-huh. like every foot you can find a geode on the ground. Granted, no, I don't take all of them, but I find a couple of nice ones and I take them each time I go. So, so this guy, Gregor... Uh, led the way and we we stopped in a couple places and we stopped and we we got out and we're standing and they're talking and i look down at, at the ground and i pick up a rock next to my foot and it's a geode and like you can see inside the the crystals like little i don't know they're like an eighth of an inch in diameter by a quarter inch long there's like a whole group of them in there like at an angle it's yeah, just it was really beautiful, beautiful. Now, did that you, was right there did you put it back down of course Okay, down in my car's for uh, me. Floorboard. He brought it for me. <laughs> Did he bring it to you? I, no, I get it on Tuesday. He's just talking about it. I, I got it. It's a beautiful place, and we uh, so we we drove to a couple spots and we looked around, and they had another tour on Sunday, but I didn't go to that tour. What I did is I got in my van, and I drove to Anza to Moto Ventures facility where the gate was locked so i slept in my van outside the gate and sunday they had a beta motorcycle test ride so steve grieb from cnd cycle center hosted a test ride he went up to la and got eight beta motorcycles brand new 2023 they had the 300x trainer 200 250 and 300 two strokes and then they had the 350 390, 430, and 500 four-strokes. And all the four-strokes are street legal. Um, and they had them lined up, and they had, there was about 50 or 60 people, and you get in line for whichever bike you want to ride. I rode all the bikes, and then I rode the 250, 430, and 500 multiple times. And the, what they did, they, they laid out a single-track loop about three miles. takes about eight minutes to go a lap. And you ride the bikes and see what you think and it was just i was a kid in a candy store i was so happy i just go oh i'm gonna try this one oh i want to try this one and i love them all i i didn't love them all equally all right so before you go any farther than that who are these people who is this company where are they built so beta is an italian motorcycle manufacturer how long have they been on this planet so the manufacturing so the company started in 1904 and they started making motorcycles in 1948. Yeah, well, it, come, it was a we, post-war. Did you know about betas? Oh yeah. Before all this, 
Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've ridden betas for years. Desiree's bike is a beta two fifty. She's, she's three hundred. Oh, so she's she got three hundred. Yeah, well, beta makes trials motorcycles, and I used to ride tr- so that's, trials. Okay, okay. So then it, it had. And Jordi Torres was, was their guy. Where yeah. they make yeah yeah, and, and I I was a little disappointed they didn't bring a trials bike because they make outstanding right. trials motorcycles so, like world champ. So what numerous numerous world championship yeah. trials bikes. All right, so okay, so you got a chance to ride them all. What's the price ranges say from the uh, like the high, street legal? Let's just stay on the street because the people well, that like go from off high road eight to maybe thirteen thousand. That's doable. That's so not bad at all. They're right. In, I think they're a little cheaper than Husqvarna's. Okay, and KTM's, and they're and they're very competitive. Are they a dual sport? Do they have a dual sport? Yeah, all of those. The, all are. the four street legal ones. Okay, uh, they're a dual yeah. sport. Bike. Okay, the four four strokes were street legal. So that was the three fifty, the three ninety. The 430 and the 500. Which one did you like? Well, I went there expecting to like the 300 two-stroke and the 394 stroke Those are the ones I anticipated. The 300 is a very popular motorcycle in off-roading. And Steve did the Nora uh, Baja race Mm -hmm. on the 390, and he loved that motorcycle. He said, I I can't believe how much I love that bike. So I rode all the bikes. My third favorite was the 430, which was – a really nice motorcycle. It was just a well put together bike. It had some chug power and it revved pretty good. Um, my second favorite, which was a total out of left field, I never thought I would have loved this bike so much, was the 252 stroke. That was a great motorcycle. I liked it a lot more than the 300. It was easy to stay on the pipe. It had crisp power. It had great handling. The 300 was a little boggy, it seemed to me. And I mentioned that to Steve and he said, well, you know, we can adjust the power valve and we can make it run any way you want. Like, oh, yeah. But we didn't stay there and make the adjustments yeah. and, and work. You hadn't that. wrote a check yet. Yeah, so the, exactly. Then they'll do it. My yeah. first favorite, which really caught me off guard, was the 500. I like that big bore. It had a lot of bottom end power and I could go really fast, really easily on that single track. Right. So That's the go- first bike I rode. Yes, yeah, So let's go back to the one where you weren't real happy when he said he could adjust the power. The 300. Would, would that make that bike any better if that could be that problem oh, was yeah. eliminated? I may have fallen for that one. So if then, it was yeah, crisp. okay. So, no, no. How many do you have to have out of the group? All of them? What do you mean do I have yeah. to have? Yeah. Which well, ones you have to buy? own each and every one of them. I would like to have the 250 <laughs> and the 500. Wouldn't you just like to have them all? So I rode the 500 first. And after I finished, I went over to Steve and I said, that thing, the suspension's kind of harsh. Do you think you could turn down the compression damping? Which is really easy to do. It's a little knob. Yeah. And so I, after I rode them all, I went back and Steve said, hey, I adjusted the 500. So I rode it again. And the first time I rode it, it was a little harsh. Uh, the second time I rode it, it was just wonderful. Like, now I need just to own this motorcycle. Just absorbed it was, everything. It was smooth how, how and fast. How many, oh God, how many are we up it. to now? Two, three bikes? Yeah. Didn't well, we say? You know, he, how many does he own? You know, know. it's, you I'm, know. But what I'm broke my heart, 14. it was when we were downstairs and, and you know, we got to talk because I, I asked. I wanted to know how it, I, but for some reason I forgot he was going to beta. I thought he was doing an e-bike thing. Um, so, but when he said beta, I was like, oh, what did you ride? And yeah, then he, yeah. Neat motorcycle. Any off roading? Oh. Did you get, did you get to get? Did, did, oh, it was all. Like, it was a single track uh, dirt? through the yeah all dirt. Oh, it was okay. decomposed granite, and it was light raining the whole time. And decomposed granite improves when it's wet. Right, like right. it doesn't oh, get yeah, slippery. Yeah, right. It right. just gets better. So there was trees and bushes, and and like there's some big rocks we could ride over. Yeah, it was right. second 
second gear for most of it. But the, the fact small that doors I shifted more. He wanted his Husqvarna for like a year or two before he bought the 501 FE. And then mm. downstairs, my heart broke because he goes, I think I'm going to sell the 501 to get the 500. <laughs> no, you're what? Not. You're going to sell the Husqvarna no, for a beta? on it. <laughs> Why would you do that? Because then you're going to eventually miss it. I got 4,000 miles on my Husky. You know, you can oh, oh, folks, that's like when the ashtray fills up. It's time to get a new one. <laughs> yeah. My ashtray it's just is broken overflowing. In. Yeah. <laughs> it's just but hey, you know what? You're the, only, you're the one that's got to live with it. I... My heart breaks every time I sell something. You'll probably sell it to Mine my husband. Too, and, and then, then a week later, I forgot about it. <laughs> you forgot about it. I loved my RM250 so much, and I finally sold it. And like, it's gone a couple days, and like, it's out of my mind. Crazy. Better man than me. Me too, because I still think about my original Ford F-150, I, my I, first I, truck I bought I myself. My old van is gone. My old bikes are gone. Kind of I have guy. like two motorcycles I wish I'd kept. I, and I've had probably 70 motorcycles. Yeah. Well, I, I, that's, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm proud of you. All right, let's take a quick break. You are listening to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 961. AM 1170. The answer. Hey, this segment's brought to you by the Wise Ox Butcher Shop and Pantry. Well, I tell you what, man, a nice big deli sandwich from those guys right now would be tasty. But if you're looking for large chunks of meat, they've got the best. <laughs> they've got a full-blown uh, uh, butcher shop, premium oh, beefs. I thought you were going to say the tomahawk. Oh. <laughs> tomahawk. Oh, God, they have the aged tomahawk. Really? Oh, God, it was so... I just... Two locations. You got to go check them out. The one that's closest to me, 2855 El Cajon Boulevard in San Diego. Just Google Wise Ox Butcher Shop and Pantry. All right. So you were speaking about. Well, we talked about. Off air? I don't know if we're allowed to talk on air what we talk off air. You know, half the time we say it's a better show off air than on air. Yeah, we have to be careful off air. Yeah. Make sure like we, all the great stuff comes out, and then the mic goes hot, and we I, I forgot. I can't. Really I know say that's it. what I just like, got my uh, big old eyes. Uh. <laughs> so let's go over a couple little things. Um, the Rubicon yep. Trail is now open again. It closed a week or so ago. No, a no, few, couple uh, weeks ago. Uh, over a month, it was Wait, closed oh, before right. December. December twenty eighth. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was gonna say before so Christmas. I think it was Placer County closed it, and they. We were questioning the criteria because they didn't really do a proper analysis. Yeah, they didn't run they through the criteria that they stuff they're supposed to look for. Anyway, they, they opened it. They had a, a sixty day window to keep it closed and they went ahead and opened it. So I'm taking them off the bad guy list. Well, they're just under their sixty days in my opinion, because I think it was well, just before Christmas. So it, it was a couple weeks December twenty eighth. Was it? I saw the thing. Okay. Um so that mm. that's in like less than five weeks. Five weeks about that's so, good because they were saying that it was because of water on the trail to, and well yeah they have a problem with erosion and they need to keep erosion to a minimum but the whole thing is frozen right now so there's no water running mm-hmm. you'd be crazy to go do it now it's frozen it's it's cold the traction is bad I mean you, you it'd be easy to get stuck out there and, and it's require. so much fun I don't know what you're talking about it's one of the best times to go do it right now when it's snowed over. Okay, you go do it. I'm going to go ride my motorcycle in the desert where it's warmer. Um, Johnson Valley closure dates. Uh, 
August 18th through 28th of 2023 this year and February 15th through 27th of 2024. And you might remember I wrote comments specifically asking them not to close it during three-day weekends for the general public. And they clearly went against that. They wrote me a letter back saying, well, we appreciate what you said, but we're going to do what we need to do for our blah, blah, blah. So, okay, whatever. Um, There's a meeting February 16th I intend to be in on, Off-Highway Vehicle Access Project. Uh, Some of you may remember, was it a year ago, two years ago? Two years ago, Kathy, our old lobbyist, helped us get um, some language in a big bill, SB 155, which said that since we were losing the expansion land at Carnegie, we were going to get some other opportunities. So this meeting is to discuss getting these other opportunities. Yes. It's going to be February 16th, and I'm kind of looking forward to that. Okay, here's one that's interesting. I got an email from a guy, and he says, I'm part of a group called Legend Detectives, and we research some of the great legends of the West, such as the Peg Leg Smith Lost Mine, and the lost ship in the desert stories. We are at the point where we're going to start filming um, some short reels that are going to be used to pitch the show to the History Channel and the Discovery Channel, maybe some other platforms. But there are a few places where we need to film that are difficult to get to, and we need an off-road vehicle to help us. So we're asking your club if you can help us find some people that will go out and take us from the street out to the place they want to film on February 13th. I believe that's a Monday. Yeah. It's a week from tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. So you My said your husband probably might... listening. He's, he more than likely will do it. KJ might want to do it. Um, and I asked Rick and Doug on an email if they would want to do it. And hopefully they, um, I want to hear back from them. And, and if we don't have enough for them, I want to do a mass email and see if people will help. So these these yeah, two many? things that I mentioned, Pegleg Smith lost mine. Pegleg Smith was kind of a scoundrel in the old days, and a um, a horse thief, and, and and a what do they call a guy that leads groups across the desert? Um, a, like not a tracker, but a uh, <laughs> no, no, like like if somebody like wants to go from one place to another in the old horse days, um, just like a guide. He was a guide. And he had guided a group across the desert, and somewhere in the Borrego Valley, Akatia Wells, Borrego Valley, he picked up a couple of interesting stones. And when he got to uh, San Francisco, he took them to a, a, a specialist to look at them, and they were gold. There's like gold covered with this black stuff. And he never could remember where he picked up those stones. And there's a legend that somewhere out there is a field with with rocks on it that are actually gold. So that's the Peg Leg Smith uh, legend. And then there's another legend about the lost ship in the desert. I've heard that one. Where the Colorado River used to take a different uh, a different line. Passage, yeah. A, a, a different way. Yeah. And that a, a, an old ship tried to go up and got grounded. And then it was like partly covered in, in blowing sand and... and yeah, because the Colorado the, River went out to the sea before it, they moved so it, it ends into at, the Imperial at the Valley. Sea of Cortez. Yes, but it hasn't always taken the same route. Correct. It, like over the eons of time, it, like 
erosion it, it, and it, it changes course a little bit. So there, there's this legend that there's a, a ship out there, and, and this guy they've contacted us before trying to figure out if anybody in our group had ever heard of it and knew where it was. I I don't know. I hadn't really heard about it. If who knows what it is. So if anybody out there wants to help with a four wheel drive, contact info at sdorc.org. Uh, and we'll hook you up with them February 13th. You can have a little adventure. And maybe you and your vehicle will be on in a TV th- show. On the TV show. What yeah. fun that would be. Yeah. There was a 3030 meeting I attended uh, a week ago. 3030 uh, initiative. That's where both. And there's two 3030s. There's a California one and there's the national one. Federal level. Where yeah. they want to protect 30% of the land and water. By the year 3030, 2030, excuse me. And there's so much wrong with this. And like, like how do you define protected? And they. And what is and included I, I, and what isn't included. And I, I talked to the people and I, I got a definition of what's protected. And then I've looked at the map and what is actually on the map. There's lots and lots of land that is not included. And it's infuriating to me. And that if we did an accurate assessment, there'd probably be 35% of the land is already protected. So they had a meeting and it was just this big kumbaya and everybody was so positive about it. And it was just making me crazy. Yeah, because they want to go green, but at the same time, they're shutting down our mines. And what do you got to take to go green? You got to mine the lithium. You got to mine the cobalt. We want electric cars. But we can't have a copper mine. We can't have a lithium mine. We we can't have a... Uh, one of those uh, those heavy exotic metal mines. No, makes me. You can't crazy. mine at all. So I, I went on that meeting, and I don't know. I mean, I'm going to keep following it, and if there's any time we can do something, we're going to work on that. Off highway vehicle access project. Did I talk about that on the you air? Did, or was but that I, on the, you, off the air? No, you talked remember. about that on the air, but you mentioned it really quickly, and you moved on to to Peg Lake before I could even fun. ask because okay. you didn't say who was putting the project on. So you have an upcoming meeting, um, which is next week on February sixteenth, which is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday the sixteenth. All right, thanks. I helped. Yeah, to remember. Thursday the sixteenth um, is going to be the off highway vehicle access project meeting for uh, developing a new potential. SVRA area because we lost Carnegie State or, Vehicular, right? The expansion area of the right, 3,000 right. areas, which was specifically supposed to be a 4 by 4 Because most of Carnegie right. is dirt bike, motorcycle, two-wheel. And there's not very many four-wheel. There's not very many ATV trails or yes. or... Four by four trails, basically. So, you know, and and they forced our hand. We lost that one. But at the same time, they're supposed to look at potentially giving us another area. Um, I know what was discussed before Kathy Lynch had passed and what was added into that bill was potentially 10 to 12,000 acres of Henry Coe um, because there is a... Uh, perfect area um, which is part of Henry Coe. Henry Coe uh, State Park is up near Sacramento um, just south um, of it what uh, it's, like it's 45 not, minutes to an hour south. It's not that far from Carnegie. It's south of Carnegie. It's in that same region. Okay. And, and, it's, and it's like and it's about what, halfway. 87,000 acres itself. East, or, it's a huge park. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a, like an 80,000 acre maybe more. And they want to take some of those trails and, and allow them to be uh, for off-road vehicle use, green sticker use. 
I mean, so I know that it, that's something. I was that out we, there, and it made perfect sense to me. I we drove around and looked around, like, yeah, that could be a off road trail, no problem. So we definitely need people to attend. We need uh, voices here for this meeting on February sixteenth. I uh, think it's State Parks is putting on the meeting. And how are they going to get access to it? I I don't know. Email me at info at sdrc at or uh, dot org dot org. And I will um, dig it out of my email because okay. I got an email invitation to it. So I put that down here. Okay. Um, I will be got? there. <laughs> what else we got? We got become a member of yeah, SDORC, www.sdorc.org. Download and listen to us if you miss us on any time. Oh, you can hear get us. Get involved huh? and get active. Get out and adventure. King of the Hammers is this week. Hopefully, I get to take off Friday oh, and head out. I hope you can make it. You better hurry. OMG. It's, King of the Motos was Friday. You can't go. You're going to stay. I can't off-road. Oh, you got so off. You can't off I know, but so I'm going like out going the weekend the, after. That's like going to a cake store and not Desert have a piece Cleanse of cake. Desert is hosting a cleanup after, and I told him I would be there. So I'm going to go out to the lake bed, but yeah. I'm, I'm oh, not going to do much on the lake bed, you know, but well, I'll, I'll be able well, to help be, with the there'll particulars. There'll be no bumps, so you'll be no. there. Yeah. All right. All right, folks. Hey, don't go anywhere. The San Diego Automotive Museum radio show is coming up next, but this is S-D-O-R-C FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Thanks for joining us for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl, the program that is working to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. To learn more about S-D-O-R-C and how you can get involved, Visit sdorc.org. That's sdorc.org. Join us next week at this same time for more of the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles while protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. This has been San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio on The Answer San Diego. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.